Jagger Cole. Both books are live September 15th. The Hunter King and the Hunted Queen. He's my twisted nightmare in my most depraved fantasy. He was sent to kill me on my 20th birthday. Instead, the beautiful monster with the lethal blue eyes takes me. Kidnapped to the woods, the hauntingly gorgeous man shrouded in mystery, scars, and savagery doesn't want my blood. He doesn't want a ransom from the powerful Bratva family I'm the only heir to. He only wants me to run, and he wants to chase. Dark woods, dark games, dark desires. But the deeper I sink into our sinful fantasies, the more I realize my domineering captor isn't playing games at all. He's playing for keeps, and I'm the prize. That's The Hunted Duet, book one and two, by Jagger Cole, out September 15th. Grab them now. It's The Hunter King and The Hunted Queen. Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, lady listeners. Welcome back to the second installment of Hard Part by Myra Statham. We are going to play the second installment in just a little bit, but we're going to chit-chat first. You had complimented my dress. Thank you earlier that I'm wearing. I mentioned that it came from Stitch Fix, which I talked about before. I was trying to put some new pieces in my wardrobe, but... It was funny because I ordered this or the dress came and I really liked it. And I've had it hanging in my closet since I bought it with the tag still on it. And even though I put it on and I loved it and I thought it looked really cute. And I was like, you know what? Like, I need to make myself wear this. Like, I can't just buy it because I like it and I look good in it. I have to actually wear this thing. And then I saw a TikTok the other day. And there was like this mom had made like this adorable video with her baby and she was wearing this dress in it. And I saw her and I was like, oh my God, it looks so good on her. And I thought, well, maybe it looks that good on me too. I don't know. It looks cute. When you said that, I immediately recognized it. It's really cute. But anyways, so, and then that got me thinking about, so my cousin's 40th birthday was this past weekend. And she had it at like this go-kart place. And I was like, okay, this will be fun. Like, and I was thinking of like, uh, I don't know, do y'all have like Frankie's Fun Park there where it's like, they have like mini golf and, you know, yes, the go-karts have, and stuff. Used yeah. To. yeah. I don't know if it's still there. I haven't been there in so long. So we have one of those in Charlotte and I had assumed that that's what this would be. We get there. And it's just me, like my husband and kids went to the beach. So I, but I had already planned to go to her birthday party. So I stayed behind. I get there. There are guys walking in carrying motorcycle helmets. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I go in and it is an indoor racetrack. Like wow. these people are fucking flying around this thing. And I was like, nope, <laughs> immediately. No, immediately. Damn. No, <laughs> like when I walked in. But it, like, it was really cool to watch it. But my cousin was going to do it. Like, she was like, look, it's my 40th birthday. This is what I want to do. We're doing it. And they're like, it's going to be a three-hour wait, ma'am. And she's like, you know what? Maybe we won't do it. (laughs) And so instead, we ended up bowling. And so, which was hella fun anyways. Like, it was so great. But the place was awesome because it had, like, axe throwing. And it had a bar. And where you can get food and stuff. And then an arcade. And it was a lot of fun. So we ended up spending the day there. And it was great. But while I was there, my cousin told me this story and I was like, 
the whole time she's telling me, I'm like, I'm going to have to write a book about this. We're going to have to write a book. Oh, okay. This guy being a Lex Riley book. So she said when she went to work at this company, she had been there for a long time. Sorry, I hit my mic. Um, she'd been there for a long time and then she went out on maternity leave. And while she was gone, there was a position that came open in her company that would be like a person that was going to work directly beside her. They'd essentially have the same job. And but there's going to be two of them now to carry the workload. So she said, I get back from maternity leave and I walk in and this woman in my office is like decked out. She's like Louboutins, like, you know, Chanel sweaters, like knee high boots. She is like, she's like, I come in, I'm wearing, she's like, I'm like 12 weeks postpartum. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my stretchy yoga pants. My shirt has baby throw up on it. And she was like, but she's like, but this was the office sort of, this was the office vibe before I left. And she was like, what the fuck happened while I'm gone? And she said, I would just looked at her and I thought, this girl's going to be a bitch. Like, you know, she's going to be terrible, whatever. And she's like got these really expensive handbags and coats. And she was like, every day she's coming in on like four inch heels and stuff. And she said, eventually, like we started talking and she said, and I found out she lived overseas and she like, I guess the company or whoever was moving her here. And so they told her, all right, you're going to have to package everything up. And we're going to ship it, but it's going to be like four or five months before we're going to be able to get it to you. So she packed all her expensive stuff to bring with her because she could only bring a certain amount with her. Mm-hmm. Like on the in the first trip that she came and the rest of it would come later. So she was like, I wasn't packing up like my expensive bags and stuff and letting that sit in storage for five months. Yeah. So she was like, these are the only clothes that I have are like all these really shit. And she said it was like, and she said she was a great, she ended up being really awesome. And they were, they were friends. Like she came to the birthday party and stuff. But it was just funny to me that it was like all she had were like these really expensive like sequins. And my cousin was like, at one point I was like, are you going to a cocktail party after work? Like what is happening? <laughs> and she, but she was like, you know, once her other stuff came, it was like, then it was yoga pants and all this other stuff. But I thought that was such a, I was like, that would be a really cute way to start a book. You know, Everybody with thinking like, you're snobby. Yeah, because you're like wearing all this like high and stuff, but maybe it's not even yours. Maybe it's, you know, like, you know, what if it's not even the heroines? Like she's got this office job or something and everybody's like, oh, you must have money or whatever. I don't know. But I just was listening to her talk about it. I was like, that would be a really fun story to write. And then, um, or it could be like a girl who's just sheltered. So she left her old life behind and she mm-hmm. gets in. She's like, I'm just going to do normal. I don't want to live this world anymore, but she just has the clothes from <laughs> yes. when she left. You know what? That's what um Jessica Claire wrote a uh, Christmas, I think it's the Christmas Cowboy. She wrote a book like that where this woman had like all this really high end stuff and she, she had an abusive husband that she left. And so she goes to this town and like, she's just selling all her shit like for pennies because she's trying to get enough money to live. And like, she sells her Birkin for like $200. (laughs) This is like a $15,000 purse. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, Oh my God. But yeah, so it's kind of like, that's kind of a, so if you want one that's similar to that, there you go. Jessica Claire, I think it's the Christmas cowboy. I can't remember which one. I think that's the name of it, but um, it's one of her like, Wyoming Christmas books in that series because I've read them all and they're amazing. (laughs) 
But yeah, so, but then somebody else was saying like, oh, that reminds me of that movie. And I was like, what? And there's like, um, I didn't, I don't know the movie. I haven't seen it. It It's called like the end of the world or something where this woman is there at a party and they're having like an end of the world party because the world's ending. And she's wearing like her furs and like these jewels and tiaras and the lady's like, well, I never wore them in real life. I might as, you know, might as well wear them now, you know, that the world's yeah. ending. And I thought like, gosh, that's so true, you know, in a, in like a bittersweet way. That's, that's so true. Like you shouldn't, you know, save it until there's no opportunity to wear it. Like why not just wear the damn dress like I did today? I had nothing to do today except carpool my kids around fucking town for like <laughs> six hours. And I, but I'm in the car and I'm wearing a dress and I look cute as shit. So this is your call to action to wear the fucking dress. So, and then maybe we should write a book about it. Maybe. But that leads into my other comment that our other topical discussion about our books we're writing right now. Oh, troping. Yes. I am so excited about these books. This is the best time of year because we are planning all the books we're writing until the end of the year, which are all Christmas books. So we always get excited for Christmas. This is the best time of year. I love Christmas stories because they're fun and they're like happy. They're kitschy and tropey and silly and like we are trying to like we were setting down and writing every trope we could think of. Yep. You were you made a list of every trope we could think that we liked. (laughs) Every there's gonna be like at least two tropes in Uh each book. In each so we're doing a four book series. We'll have two in November, two in December, and all four of each book in the four book series will have two tropes per book. So the first one running is Brother's Best Friend and... Enemies to Lovers. Enemies to Lovers, yeah. So, and it's so cute because we base these books in this town called Troping and it's Christmas all year and everybody has Christmas names and it's so ridiculous. So like we've only just started it. Like the uh, first girl is um like a deputy. Her name's Tinsel. <laughs> her name's Tinsel, and she hates her brother's best friend who moved to the town. He owns like the resort or whatever, the yeah. snow resort. And anytime she can give him a ticket for anything, she, she gives him a ticket. Yeah, Jay made a U-turn. Ticket. Yep, he made a wrong U-turn ticket. <laughs> he tar- he, he's put. I had her um, give him a ticket for parking in handicap when really his car was only on the line. Next yeah, to his it. tire was on the line. She gave him a ticket for that. But what's great is like it's brother's best friend. So his best friend is the mayor and he like gets rid of all the tickets and she gets pissed off. So <laughs> it's super fun, but they're so cute. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to those. But it's called Troping in, what is it? Oh, Troping through the snow. Oh my God. Is that it? Is it tro- yeah, I think that I think that's what we put on there. Yeah, troping through the snow is the name of the series. So yeah, I instead of dashing so. through the snow, because it's so fucking cute. Troping through it. the snow. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. So those will be really fun. Like I said, those are coming, and we also have um, we just released our superhero book called um, Saved by the Superhero, and the next one is going to be Saved by the Villain, and those are both going to be in September. And then we have two really dirty books in October. We have a cowboy book and we also have like that's a daddy book. And it's so Your daddy filthy. likes that. Oh my God. Like yeah. I am ashamed of that book. Like that's one of those ones where I'm like going to cover my face and just like pass the book. I enjoyed it. 
Oh my god, it was that, so fun. Have you heard that sound on um TikTok where she's like, not only can I pull a tin, I can pull your dad to talk nice to me. <laughs> I was like, because like somebody That's said something amazing. like you couldn't pull some. She's like, not only can I pull a tin, I'll pull your dad. Talk nice to me. <laughs> I was dying. That's amazing. Yeah. So the daddy book we have that's coming out in October is called um, Your Daddy Likes It. And it is it is filthy. It's I think filthy. we got the idea because all the time people are playing video games and they're like, oh, fuck your mom yes. or something like that. And we're like, well, mm-hmm. fuck your dad. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It was in the, we were talking about it one time. I think I sent it to you where it was like, oh, the, the the guy and the girl were playing and she and the guy said, was like talking shit to the girl and she was like, whatever, I'm going to fuck your dad and be your stepmom, bitch. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where that stemmed from. <laughs> but speaking of really dirty books, yeah. I went down, oh my God. So some of the books are really bad, guys. So just like if you go to this website and you Type in for submission, mm-hmm. daddy. Nothing is off limits in this thing except for under the age of 18 because that's considered okay. child. Yes. They do everything on smash words. Oh, yeah. Okay. There is like dubious consent. There's mm-hmm. real incest. Folks. Oh, my God. But like, I just went down the hole because I wanted some dubious consent box. Okay. There were some book titles that I was like, whoa. <laughs> I've heard Smashwords is where it's at. But, but I've never gone to the dark side. if you're looking for something that's like on the darker side, mm-hmm. wildly inappropriate that you would never repeat, okay. head that's, on over. That's the place to do it. Where, that is, are there some I went that down you recommend? A, that you're, well, here's that the thing. Here's say? the thing. <laughs> I want to recommend some, but I don't because, I like, yeah. some of the author's books, I was like, okay, I'm into that. I like uh-huh. this style of book. Like, one yeah. was like a bar scene. Mm-hmm. It almost reminded me of that terrible Jodie Foster scene. Oh my God, with the pinball machine. Yes. Yes. And the accused. Yes. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it's like that. It's real. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but the girls end up getting into it but yeah the course. same authors have ones that are like ones i wouldn't cross the line into okay um, yeah i don't even want to say don't it. say it then <laughs> don't say it's okay people can find out for themselves it's yeah okay. but you can just go on there and there's tabs and you, and it's called like Dubcon or something yeah. like that is the tag sure. and it'll bring up some of the four submissions i'm actually thinking about loading our four submission books on there oh that's a good idea because okay. we only have ours on like eden our website mm-hmm. yeah because we don't want to but get then they have <laughs> they have all kinds of normal books too like i see all kinds of other authors books oh, okay. on there as well, well. That's good. but i'm just saying they house everything that's the so, place for it huh <laughs> yeah because when i first got on the page you know i'd seen like a sam crescent book and this just normal books that are coming out now mm-hmm. from authors and then I went down this rabbit hole because I was looking for an old book. You know mm-hmm. what book actually popped up? Do you what? remember the Taming T- 
Teresa or Tessa or Oh my god, taming Tessa. Yes. Where the bosses and they've been yes. to she was a secretary and there was the two brothers. Uh that yes. was one of the books that came out. That was, was one of the, that was the cover that was like it's like pale pink. It's like a dusty rose color, right? So that and like I the seen blonde, that one. Like, okay, yeah. I clicked that one and I started clicking because it gives you I love at the bottom, it gives you all these like hashtag clicks. So mm-hmm. you can click it and it takes you to that, you know, call me daddy. And like oh, that one popped okay. up. It was like a flashback. I was like, oh, shit. You're like, here's some good. Here's some oldies, but some goodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're feeling dirty one night on a Friday or Saturday, go on over there. You might find something. Is it an app? Like, how do you read on it? Is it an app? Um, So it's very much like um, kind of like our website. So you buy the book, you check out. And it's right there in your library and you can click up top if you want the EPUB or the mobile and you just click it and then you just, Mm. it opens up in your phone and you send it to wherever app you want it to go to. Do I want to go to my my iBooks? Do I want it to go to my Kindle app? Mm -hmm. And it just pops it in there for you. Sweet. So it just pops it, it'll send it on over for you. And then once it loads in your phone, even if you do this from your phone, it'll be on your Kindle devices. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's just easier to do it from your phone. I read from my phone, but a lot of people like to read yeah. from their Kindle. But if you load it through your phone real quick, like just mm-hmm. click, click, click from your email. You can go to your Kindle and read. You can pick up your Kindle and it's going to be. Oh, like I like that. I like that. So. Because okay. it saves to the cloud. Well, I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I'll definitely check it out. Um, I just reached up and scratched my face. It reminded me. I have a new press oh, on set. Nails. They they're good. like Halloween. I don't know if you can see them. I can see them. They look good. Yeah. They're and those like, are the press-ons again? These are the press-on nails. Look they at look that. Professional. I know, don't they? So we were talking about the press-on nails on last week's episode with Natalie Knight. She actually emailed me and said, oh, my God, I'm so glad you talked about this. She was like, I am the queen of press-ons. So she sent me a picture of the glue that I needed to get. She was like, this is the best glue. Use this one. She was like, this brand and this brand and this brand are good. So I'll just share in case anybody else is listening and you have press on nails. She is like, she's my guru now. So <laughs> the um, the glue you can get from Sally's, it's called um, Fast Bond. It's from Nash- Dashing Diva Nails. And those, she said, those are good ones. Those have been my favorite by far. So she said, Kiss are good. She said, Dashing Diva at Sally's is where it's at. So but yeah, the glue apparently is like the real deal. And so she sent me like pictures of her nails and everything. And I was like, this is awesome. So yeah, so far I put these on like two or three days ago. And like, they're just saying no problem. Okay. So yeah, I'm like, and they were $4. That's a steal. I know, right? I was it like, is. I wouldn't have, if I would have painted my nails a regular color, they wouldn't have lasted three days. Yeah. There's no way. But anyways, I've just been super happy with it. So I just wanted to pass along that info. So, all right. Well, let's talk about Myra Statham. Now that you guys are probably dying for the second half. Um, you know, make sure you check out giveaway this week. She's doing a signed, signed paperback copy of Hard Part that you're about to listen to. She's also doing a $25 Amazon gift card. And a reminder that the ebook and paperback for Hard Part both contain bonus material. Um, this book that you are listening to is the first book in a brand new series called The Hat Trick Barbershop. The next book in the series goes live September 22nd. That should be next week, I think. Yeah. And, um, and it's titled Clean Cut. High and Tight comes out October 13th. Tapered Down comes out October 27th. 
And then she has the newest one that's out before the one you're about to hear. It's called Stalk by the Quarterback and Stalk by the Tight End that Mel loved. And then the series will continue in 2023 with Stalk by the Wide Receiver and Stalked by the Coach. So when I seen the stock by the coach one, cause I knew the roommates, there's three roommates. Yeah. I was like, okay, so they're going to get a book. And then she said the coach, I was like, oh. <laughs> but then now you just said 23 and now uh-huh. I'm mad. Oh, did, well, you know what though? She's we're best friends now. So <laughs> all you have to do is ask Mel. Just be like, yo, Mara, hook me up. So like at, she needs to add you to her arc list. Okay. Yes. That's what she needs. Yes. All right. Well, let's send them into the second installment. Let's do it. We'll see you guys on the other side. Two for the show by Sky Warren. Pregnant, alone, and heartbroken. The only thing Ava Morelli knows for sure is that she wants this baby. She learned how to depend only on herself a long time ago. The father, however, he made his position on marriage and children very clear. Finn Hughes has fought his fate for years, but it's finally catching up to him. Duty took away his choices. How can he hope for forever? He already knows how this ends. There's only one thing worse than having a family, losing them. Welcome to the Midnight Dynasty. The Warren Morelli and Constantine families have had enough bad blood to fill an ocean, and their brand new stories will be told by your favorite dangerous romance authors. That's two for the show by Sky Warren. It's live September 13th. Go grab it. Chapter 4 Paz. More. He demanded like a bastard, and I gave. I'd give him everything. Both our bodies were slick with sweat, warm to the touch as he fucked me from behind. His large hands cupped and squeezed my breasts perfectly, completely in tune with what my body needed. More. Just like that, preciosa. Give me another. Mi vida. He grunted, as his length hit a spot inside of me that curled my toes. Baz, goddamn, you feel good. His lips touched my ear, and my back arched back. Damien! I gasped as my body got closer and closer to the edge. I see. Just like that. Give it. He growled, his filthy words and sinful body coercing everything from my body. I was about to fall apart into a million pieces when a loud beeping went off and he disappeared. My eyes popped open, gasping for air. No! I cried out and shut my eyes tightly as I realized it had all been a dream. Ugh! I groaned as I rolled onto my back and stared at the ceiling. Dreaming of Damien was nothing new. I'd always had a crush on him. One I believed had been one-sided until he'd shown up on his last visit. After a night together, he'd left my bedside with a kiss and a promise of more in his eyes. I'd let myself stupidly believe we had more than friendship. But a couple of hours later, he'd proven me wrong. And it had stung to realize how disposable I'd been. A knock sounded and then the doorbell rang. It was probably my best friend and business partner, Jessa Moon. Even though it was Saturday and we usually worked, I had this weekend off. But my bestie was a workaholic and probably needed me for God only knew what. I rolled out of bed and didn't bother in changing as I rushed through my little bungalow and opened the door without checking who it was. Huge mistake. Damien, I whispered as I blinked trying to wake myself up. 
Maybe this was a dream within a dream. Morning, his deep voice rumbled. I blinked and leaned forward, slowly reaching for him before I pulled at his arm hair. Ow! He jumped and I smiled. What the hell, Paz? Shit, not a dream. He looked too good. In worn-in faded jeans and a white tee that seemed to showcase his lean, muscular body. His hair perfectly done with a hard part on the left. Oops, I mumbled unapologetically. What do you want? I asked, crossing my arms in front of me, crazily aware of what I was, or well, I wasn't wearing. I tried to ignore the crooked smile he gave at my question. Too bad no one told my breasts to do the same as my nipples perked up. Did I wake you? His deep voice seemed to vibrate with lust. No, what's up? I stood there and called his name again before his eyes met mine, and I watched as his Adam's apple bobbed. I knew that look in his eye. Desire and hunger swirled beautifully. I had just dreamt that look. I brought breakfast. His tone was scratchy and low in a way. I felt it zing through me. He lifted a white bag I hadn't noticed and a drink tray in the other. For what? I asked cautiously. For us. Can I come in? Damien. It's a breakfast burrito from Guerrero's. He quickly enlightened me, and my mouth watered. Bacon and sausage with two bags of syrup, he added, and I licked my lips. It was my favorite, and he knew I couldn't turn it down. Fine. I stepped aside and dramatically gestured for him to come in. My place suddenly felt smaller with his large frame inside. I'm going to change. I'll be quick. Right, he mumbled as he set the food and drinks on the coffee table, and I quickly rushed out of the living room and into the safety of my bedroom. Shutting the door, I rested my head against the cool wood. What am I doing? I asked myself. But since the room didn't answer back, I hurried and got ready. Right or wrong, I was not only a sucker for a great breakfast burrito, but for the man who had brought it. Chapter 5 Damien Breakfast had rolled into lunch, and then dinner. I had no idea how I had talked Paz into letting me stay all day, but I wasn't going to question it. Not when it felt like we had fallen back into the ease of how things had been before we'd slept together. She was on the opposite side of the couch with her feet tucked beneath her as we watched an old rom-con we'd gone to watch together our senior year. And not for the first time. I wondered to myself how the hell I could have been such an idiot. We were both 31 and somehow, by the grace of whatever higher power, never married and single. You're staring, she muttered beneath her breath, not bothering to look at me. I'm not staring, I lied. She turned and just like any time her eyes met mine, my heart felt fuller yet lighter at the same time. Somehow, I'd never really let that feeling sink in before. God, I'd been an idiot. Learn from your mistakes, mijo. My dad's voice rang in the back of my head, and I swallowed hard. He'd been right when it had come to Paz being my one. Always had been. What? She frowned, and I shook my head. 
learn from my mistakes. I could do that. If she gave me a real shot, I was going to keep her. Okay, you're freaking me out. What's wrong? She sighed as she turned, giving her back to the TV. Do I have something on my face? She asked as her delicate hands swiped at her lips and mine twitched upward. She was fucking adorable. Cute and sexy. Curvy in the best ways. Nah, mi vida. You're perfect. I mumbled as I reached for her hand and pulled her toward me. And by the grace of God, she came to me without complaint. Laying her body over mine, she held herself up slightly. Baz looked at me like she didn't know what to make of me as the air around us got thicker and warmer with every second that ticked away. What are you thinking about? She asked in a soft tone. That my dad was right, I confessed, and her eyes softened. Your dad? She whispered. He was a good guy. She noted as I stroked her hair and she leaned into my touch. I'm so sorry. It was his time, I rasped, fighting the emotion that came over me. What was he right about? You're fucking cute, you know that? The words slipped past my lips, but I couldn't find the strength to take them back. Not when I didn't regret them. Smooth, she rolled her eyes. What was your dad right about? You. A delicate brow rose before she rolled her eyes. Whatever. She tried to get off me, but my hands held her in place. Damien! Using the way I was holding her to my advantage, I hefted us up and sat up, making sure she straddled me in return. Damien, what are you doing? She squeaked, and I smiled. We need to talk. Her body stiffened in my arms and her face went blank of emotion. Don't do that, I groaned, and she blinked. Do what? Shut me out, I answered, and her eyes flared to life, and I knew I was going to pay for it. Oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot. You own exclusive rights to that now, she sassed, and I deserved it. I was an asshole. I left here, and then next time we saw one another... No, Damien, she shook her head. You were more than an ass. You left, making me think, I don't know what. But the next time we bumped into one another, you acted like you didn't know me. Like nothing had happened. Like I was... Her voice cracked, and acid churned in my stomach. I'd done that. Like I was no one. She looked away and her lips wobbled slightly. I'd more than fucked up. I'd hurt her. I hated myself for that, but I would work to the bone for the rest of my life if I could find a way to let her give me another chance. Chapter 6 Boz I felt exposed and way too vulnerable. Yet instead of getting off his lap, I was simply avoiding eye contact. I know this is going to sound like an excuse, but I need you to know where I was. My dad got in my head, he confessed. His tone soft, and I waited for him to continue. 
I knew just how much Mr. Benitez and Damien butted heads. I have no idea how he knew I had come from your place, but he was relentless. Going on about how it was finally time for me to come home. How... He stopped talking and my eyes moved to him. How what? I pressed for some reason. It was time for me to settle down, he said, and I winced. You mean settle with? I rolled my eyes. How was knowing this any better? No. His fingers moved to my chin and held me in place so I wouldn't be able to look away. Settle down. There is a huge fucking difference. Either way, Damien, you didn't want me. That's not true. He strained and relaxed his jaw. Mi vida, this is going to sound like it's coming out of nowhere. But when you take a moment and think about us and our friendship through the years and everything we've shared, you'll see it's not too fast. Too fast? You're not even making sense, I pointed out. Mi vida, you're the one for me. What? Me? I repeated, not sure of what to make about his words. I wanted to believe him. I did. But I was scared. It felt so... sudden. Was it, though? We'd known one another for so long. I'd played my own feelings close to the vest when it had come to him, too afraid of messing up our friendship and losing him. It's always been you. My putting space between us had nothing to do with you, but everything to do with me and my stupid fucking pride. Pride? I repeated as I tried to soak in and process everything Damien was saying. It's stupid. I didn't want him to tell me how to live. I know it sounds childish, but now I know I get it. Resting his forehead against mine, he breathed in deeply. He wanted the best for me. He knew. What did he know? I asked and watched as his eyes opened and locked onto mine. There was something in his gaze. Something I had always noticed, had always left me wondering in his stare. Something that felt like, a lot like love. That my heart belonged to you. He answered sincerely, and my heart picked up speed. That I've been in love with my best friend, who I know is way too good for me. What? I whispered as my nose stung. He was in love? With me? You gotta know you're beautiful. Always have been. But fuck, Paz, you were always more than that. The full package. Smart. Fucking brilliant. Mommy, I wanted nothing but the best for you. And I was... Me. I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew if I stayed in town, there was no way I could resist you. And I'd inevitably fuck up your future. So I enlisted. To get away from my pops and give you a chance. Because I knew if I went after you, it'd be game over. Honey, that was 13 years ago, I reminded him. Yeah. His voice cracked. I never said I was quick. Now, he's gone. 
I'll be damned if I wait until it's too late to claim you. Claim? My breathing was off, and it didn't help that with every inhale my lungs filled with every note that made Damien. The scent and nearness mixed with everything he was telling me, unknowingly giving me everything I had ever wanted. Your mind, Paz. My peace. My heart. My everything. You sound really sure of yourself, I rasped, trying to calm my erratic heartbeat. Did you forget? His head tilted slightly closer to my face. So close I could feel every exhale brush against my lips. What? How good we were together. He shifted again and there was no denying the hard length below me. My memories of that night didn't do him justice. We only had one night, I whispered, and his lips touched mine. Stealing a kiss I would have freely given. Could have been a fluke. I had no idea why I was taunting him, but he did the way he wolfishly grinned at me. Over the years I'd loved and hated that little smirk. It always made him seem hotter, bigger than life, and so completely out of my league. One night? Just a taste of how good it could be? He taunted, and my lips parted. Did he think it could be better? Because the night we'd shared had been out of this world. Then it hit me. I had always thought Damien Benitez had been out of my league, and this whole time he'd thought the same of me for him. God, we'd been idiots. All that wasted time. What? He asked, not missing my slight change, and my eyes softened. Nothing. You're just really sure of yourself. I tried to change the subject, and he looked at me. Everything I felt in my heart for him was reflected back at me. This was really happening. No. He shook his head, holding my face in his strong, large hands. I'm that sure of us. He answered and whatever walls were still holding on around my heart faded away, getting swept away with the sincerity in his voice. He loved me, and I loved him. Right or wrong, or just a plain weak on my part, I kissed him. We got lost in the moment as our tongues danced and our teeth scraped. It wasn't pretty. Too much need and love had been pent up for it to be anything else. But it was passionate, and real. The embers that had always been around, laying low, keeping our friendship alive, were stoked powerfully to bring bright flames to life. Flames that burned wildly, savagely out of control. Our clothes came off in a blink of an eye. Heat and lust and love was heavy in the air. Before I knew it, we rolled off the couch and right onto the living room floor. I laughed and he pulled back to take me in beneath him. He smiled down at me as his muscular body hovered over mine, both of us only in our underwear. I should stop, he muttered, and my eyes widened right before I burst into a fit of giggles. What's so funny? His question only made me laugh harder, and he didn't move as he watched me. I caught my breath as my hands took his face, and he dipped lower, just close enough for our lips to touch ever so softly. If you think we're stopping now, you're on something. Baz. I love you too, Damien. 
I always thought you were attractive, and there was always a pull, but then... Things changed. At Christmas? He guessed, and I nodded. Both of us smiled at one another as we remembered. We'd both fallen for one another, or realized it at the same time. Saying goodbye to you was the hardest thing I had ever done at that point. He admitted. And I nodded, giving him a peck because it was my sentiment exactly. I need you, I confessed, fully expecting him to rip my panties straight off me. Instead, one moment his body was on mine, and the next it was gone as he jumped up and extended his hand. I took it, and before I blinked, he swept me up off my feet. Carrying me like a groom would his bride, he walked us straight over to my bedroom. Setting me on the floor in front of my bed, making sure my body would brush up against his. You love me too, he repeated, and I nodded with a shy smile. I know you might not believe me, but you have to know something. What? After that Christmas, I nodded as he swallowed hard. There hasn't been anyone else. Not one. Damien. I believed him. I just wasn't sure what he wanted me to say. I have you now. You gotta know, mi vida, I won't be able to stop. This would be the start of us, officially. He laid out almost as if he was warning me. You think I'd have an issue with that? With us being a real thing? No, but you know me, mi vida. When I set my mind on something, the way I am, I'm a go after it and not stop till I make it happen. Mmm, I stroked his chest, loving the way his pecs twitched with my touch as I roamed down to the ladder of his abs. His body was ridiculous. And what are you planning on? You and me, a family. His words stopped me for a moment. My head popped up to meet his eyes so quickly. I was shocked I didn't give myself whiplash. A family? I asked, and his gaze heated. Mommy, I'ma put a baby in your belly. His hands moved to my soft stomach, and I watched him look at me. I sucked in my belly, and he shook his head. Don't do that. I love every part of you. He dropped on his knees and licked around my navel, and I swear my knees wobbled. But imagining you pregnant? Dios mío. He shut his eyes as he exhaled against my overly sensitive skin. Preg? Y you want kids? With me? I whispered. His nose flared and I knew there was no way he'd missed the way my voice trembled. As many as you want. My laughter died when he opened his eyes and I soaked in just how serious he bounced his head slowly. Two. Kids need a sibling. At least one. Agreed. He whispered before his mouth touched just above my belly and his hands moved to my hips. You know this means you're going to be my wife. But before I could make a sarcastic remark, the tips of his fingers stroked my panty-covered pussy with the lightest touch. A caress that promised so much more. They went up to the waistband and pulled the soft material down my legs. Like a gentleman, he helped me step out of them. Then, without warning... Damien's nose nuzzled between my folds and I gasped. My hands clenched the top of his head, 
his hair tangled in my fingers as he ate me. Slowly, almost torturously, he teased me. Damien licked at me, between my folds. He easily found my swollen bundle of nerves as my toes curled against the carpet beneath my feet. Damien, I purred. Mmm, he growled. His gaze moved up to meet mine and I grew dizzier with every lap of his tongue. Could I eat you for the rest of my life? He rasped as he kept at it. Stop, I need you. I need more of you. I cried, pushing his head back. Please, Damien. He stood immediately and kicked off his boxer briefs until both of us stood in front of the other as naked as the day we were born. Fucking beautiful, he rasped before his mouth found mine. I could taste myself on his tongue and it turned me on more. He lifted me up and my legs wrapped around his waist, cradling his long, thick length between my legs. I didn't have to look between us to know my wetness coated him. I could feel it. Loving the way his long thickness throbbed for more. Ride me, he ordered, the moment we were on the bed. My legs were on either side of his waist, and I lifted just enough to have my feet flat on the mattress as I hovered over him slightly, my hands on his chest. He licked his lips and his nose flared. Take my dick, Paz, he ordered hoarsely. Give me that tight little pussy. His dirty demands only amped up my need for him. His muscles strained and flexed as he gave me control, letting me set the pace. His wide crown bumped my clit before I lined him up at my entrance. That simple touch had me on edge, clenching for more, and he wasn't even inside me yet. Slow, he grunted, and I did as I was told. Inch by girthy inch, he stretched me with a slight bite of pain, pain that teetered with pleasure perfectly. The tempo picked up as I moved a little faster, rougher. The sounds we made as filthy words dropped from our lips felt like they echoed against the walls of my bedroom. Every stroke, every touch and glide felt like it pushed me forward, just that much closer to falling apart. Fuck, you're close, he grunted as his hands held onto the curves of my hips. I felt like a goddess with the way he was looking at me. I rested my hands on the middle of his chest as I picked up my ass, sliding him out of my wet pussy almost completely, out only to drop and take him back inside of me. Buzz, he growled, and I picked up speed, rolling my hips, bouncing on him with our eyes locked. Mi vida. His right hand fell from my hip and moved between us as he found that magic bundle of nerves. Damien! I cried out as his fingers pressed circles around my clit and his other hand pulled at my nipple with just enough pressure. Like that, I panted as I rolled my hips. You feel so good, I squeaked as I took him completely. There was no slowing the inevitable. I could feel it growing in me. My orgasm was going to hit hard and fast. I wanted to find it, come on his dick, milk him, but I didn't want the moment to end. You're close. He noted, his nose flared. My lips parted as I nodded. So fucking beautiful. 
Dios, nothing prettier than you. Paz, so wet, tight, mine, he grunted as I rode him. He rutted upwards and I met his thrusts. One by one, every single slide felt like he bumped and slid against that spot inside of me that had me ready to see stars. I was there, at the edge of pleasure, but before I could shatter, he flipped us over. Not missing a beat, he fucked me into the mattress. My back arched upward as my arms wrapped around him, holding him close, our chests pressed tightly, our skin slick with sweat as my nails dug into his muscular shoulders. The sound of our bodies slapping and the headboard slamming against the wall, the soundtrack of the most perfect moment. The rush of my orgasm slammed into me, and all I could manage to do was hold on, tightly. My heel pressed into his ass cheeks as my head hit the back of the pillow and I cried out. My body pulsed and spasmed, only magnified and prolonged when I felt Damien's warm release emptied into my body. Ribbon after ribbon of his seed splashed out and filled my womb. He grunted my name out into the crook of my neck before biting me. The pain and pleasure had me clenching around his thickness, milking him as little aftershocks still running through mine. Fuck. Mi vida. Paz. Jesus. He growled as he pulled his body off mine, but not completely. Not yet, I whispered as I pulled him, forcing him to give me his weight and warmth. So fucking sweet. You're mine, Paz. I heard him softly as my eyes fluttered shut and sleep threatened to take over. I'm going to squish you, Mommy. No, you're not. I whined and felt him smile against my cheek. Come here. He rolled off me and cuddled me into his side. Perfect fit. He mumbled before he yawned and his hands lazily stroked the back of my head, only making my eyes feel heavier. We did fit perfectly like two pieces of a puzzle. With that thought in my head, and a more than satisfied smile, I drifted off to sleep. Chapter 7 Damien I stood off to the side as my brother and two cousins welcomed everyone inside the shop. It was the grand opening of Hat Trick Barbers, We'd gone with the location my girl had suggested. By the crowd of people who had stopped by, she had not been wrong. But having known Paz for so long and having spent the last month at her side, I knew firsthand she rarely was. Something she liked to point out to me, a lot. I glanced over to where she stood with my mom as they chatted and ate. My mom was doing better, but I knew it would be a while until we didn't worry about her. She'd lost her other half. Hopefully, soon she would have a grandbaby or two to keep her busy and something to look forward to. My vida's dark gaze caught mine, and when I winked at her, she rolled her eyes. Fuck me, I loved that attitude. I couldn't wait until we were done with today and we could go home and I'd fuck it out of her. My gaze dropped to her hand and I loved the ring on her finger. The way it shined under the sunshine... She was going to be my wife in six more months. Though, to be honest, I asked her daily if she wanted to head to Vegas and do it already. 
not because I didn't want the big wedding, but because I was dying to be able to legally call her my wife. Hey, you going to stand out here all day or what? Santos' voice called out, and I turned to watch my cousin as he approached me, and I grinned. Why not? The view's fucking fantastic. I shrugged, and he scowled. Following the line of my gaze, I turned to see his reaction. I still can't believe it. After all this time, she actually gave your dumb ass a chance. I'm a lucky son of a gun, I shrugged. Yeah, you are. He patted my shoulder. I know he wasn't my dad, Santos started to say, and I stood straighter. But he was, I corrected. He'd be proud of you, man. I know last time you two talked, dumb. He cleared his throat, and I blinked. He told you? I guessed, and he nodded. He regretted getting on you, man. He loved you, and all he wanted was for you to come home and find her. Have what he had with Tia. He shared, and I swallowed hard, feeling my Adam's apple bob with heavy emotion. He loved you, Damien, and he was always proud of you. Bragged about his son in the army to everyone, man. He shared, and I had to breathe slowly through my nose to stop myself from crying like a little baby. Thanks, man. I hugged him, patting him on the back. Yeah. His own voice thick as well. I wanted to tell you this earlier, but when he first passed, you weren't ready to hear it. Like I said, dumbass. He teased, lightening the mood, and we both chuckled. It's a good turnout, he noted, changing the subject. As I watched his head turn this way and that, looking through the crowd of people, enjoying the food and things, I realized he almost seemed to be looking for someone in particular. Interesting. Santos never had issues with the ladies. They always seemed to flock to him, since we'd been teenagers. But if I thought about it, he hadn't mentioned anyone in a while. Someone's supposed to come? I asked, and when our eyes connected, he scowled. No, why would you ask that? He snapped, and before I could apologize, he walked off inside where people were getting free cuts. You should go in there and get a cut. My girl's voice sounded behind me, and I turned to give her my complete attention. You think so? I did it a couple of days ago. You didn't do the hard part, she pointed, and I frowned. The hard part, huh? I leaned in closer, making sure to keep my voice under a whisper. Just wait till we get home. I'll give you the hard part all night long. I growled in her ear as my arms wrapped around her waist. I pulled back and glanced down at the angel in my arms. Her beautiful face smiled up at me under the sunshine. Go work, Benitez. We have a wedding to pay for, she joked around. Her dad had already put his foot down about paying for the whole thing. Not that we were going to let him. So bossy, and we're not even married. I whined playfully before getting serious. I love it. Sounds good, future Mrs. Benitez. I kissed her sweet lips. Unless you want to head to Vegas after this. Like I said, I would never stop trying to make her my wife. The sooner the better. Shut up, she laughed. My dad would kill you. Probably. But you'd be mine. Always have been. 
and like that, my heart did that heavy light thing. Truer words had never been spoken. We'd always belonged to one another. Sometimes the hard part in life was seeing what was in front of you and not letting your head lead over your heart. Thankfully, despite being a slow learner, I'd found my way to her and she'd given me a shot. A shot I was going to work a lifetime to make sure she never regretted giving me. The End This is Hard Part Hat Trick Barbers by Myra Statham Read for you by Hector Carrillo Welcome back! Welcome back, welcome back. Thank you so much, Myra Statham, for letting us do Hard Part this week and play it on this podcast. It was so awesome to have you with us and we got so many great recommendations too now and lots more to come next week on the podcast we have oh we have well listen i don't know if i can say this we have an author that is an author duo and i don't know if the duo is saying their full name now oh, okay i don't know I, I don't know i'm afraid to like say the real let me look on here and see i should have checked this before but i didn't really think about it until I saw it and I was like, oh, they're Yeah, they're they say it. They say it. Okay, Lonnie Nicole. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's Lonnie Nicole and it's an author duo with like they, they they say it on their thing. Is that okay? Yes, it says it in the oh, okay, Amazon good. Bio yeah, all right. Yeah. I felt I was like, oh shit, am I like screwed up? <laughs> no, even the their profile picture has two girls on it. Okay, all right. It's Lonnie it's Lonnie Reed and Nicole Rose, and they've come together and they've written the this one. So the, we're super excited to have them with us next week. So it's called Dylan's Heart. You'll have to tune back in to listen to it. So yeah, that's it. All right, tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.